0: Welcome to the StoryScribe podcast, the place where we talk about stories. Uh, We are here at the season finale of season one. Um, More or less, one of the things that I have currently decided that I'm going to do, uh, I like to do NaNoWriMo every November, uh, and I like to do uh, a break in December anyway. So uh, I, I know that this is probably going to matter to maybe one or two of you, but I am going to take a wee break from podcasting uh, and be back with more in January. But the idea of things as they are, uh, I want to talk about, especially for English teachers, how we can create a setting where we Remote reading. This is a, a podcast about stories, and if no one wants to take in stories, that's a problem. Uh, I would hate to get to the day where the only stories that get told are visual. It would be very unfortunate. So, that's what we're talking about today. So how do we promote reading in kids? One of the first things that uh, I was really attracted to in my teacher training was this book called The Power of Reading by Stephen Krashen. And it is a meta-analysis, so it's not a single study, but it's a study of studies on reading. And what he found out is that just letting kids read would make them better readers and writers than if we were to just teach. If they never got to read on their own, they would do worse than if we just read to them and never instructed them on anything. Obviously, there needs to be a mixture of those things one of the ways that we can incorporate that mixture whether or not we're an English teacher is by providing time to read for those young ones in our care and this can be done when you are a stay-at-home parent with little kids all the way up through high school Um, I would say that you could do this in college, but I mean, really, at that point, I imagine, a it might be a little bit late, but, um, and and probably if you're teaching a college class, you don't have the time to give them SSR. The, the way SSR works, sustained silent reading works, is that you have a set amount of time every day that you let your kids read. And during that time, they can read whatever they want and I do mean whatever you know I had kids who would bring in Stephen King novels and be like am I allowed to read this I was like I mean as long as your parents don't complain I don't care what you read as long as you're reading and I'm sure that there's probably some bounds to that um, but I let kids bring in uh, a couple of graphic novels as long as they cleared them with me um so even there was a kid who like saw like i read up at the front all the time and i read a bunch of different things and you know i was reading a batman comic um and he was like oh can i read that next and i was like i would say yes except there are there's a lot of violence in this and you may be okay with it but the person next to you might not be so you know I I do recommend picking it up on your own but I can't recommend reading it next to people who might be able to look over and might not want to see it especially with a Christian school that I was working in no one's going to be able to read what you're reading and Stephen King over your shoulder or see what's going on but if you see Batman pounding someone's face in they're going to see that Um, or Joker being much, much worse. Um, that was the easiest tool in my belt is SSR. And ultimately I told my students that if they found books that they wanted to read and found that reading could be interesting, even if they just had to find the right thing, then I won. That's all I had wanted from the beginning. That is why SSR is there. And, you know, there's all the academic stuff too. Now, I will say that I have two problems that I want to go ahead and discuss. And I will talk about them after the break. Welcome back. So like I said, there are two problems with SSR. And the first is that you will have students who don't want to read. And no matter really what you do with them, they won't do it. Um, I know that I have had students who have sat there, stared at the same book all year, and never really read. I know uh, that one of the first and only years where I let students bring in, like, iPads or e-readers or whatever, that they were getting on games and things. And that's why I eventually said that you can't bring an e-reader. It does have to be a physical book that you get from the library uh, or bring from home or buy in a bookstore or whatever. But can't do digital. And that's a rule that I would say that really cut back on the students who, like, didn't take part and really encourage them to read whatever. Um, you know, I directed some of them to, like, sports biographies. Um, I directed some of them to to mystery. I asked them what they liked to watch. And generally, if you like to watch something, you'll like to read about it, too. So, you know, I, I had a student who she already had heard of Stephen King, and she'd seen some of the movies, and she was like, But I hear he writes books, but I'm afraid to read them. I was like, have you ever picked one up? And she was like, no. I was like, well, then go pick it up. And she's like, am I allowed to read that? And I was like, yes. As long as your parent doesn't mind, and apparently her parents didn't, I don't care what you read. Just as long as you're reading. I had other students who still, because they saw me reading a bunch of things, would then try to read things like me. So they saw me read uh, some classic works, And so I had a student who made it her priority to go read uh, Jane Eyre. You know, just to say she did. Um, I had at least one boy pick up some Shakespeare plays that he knew we weren't going to hit during the year or hadn't hit, like, during his high school career. Just because he wanted to. And you know what? Not going to fight it. I had kids bring in plays uh, that they wanted to read, um, I had kids bring in books of poetry that they wanted to read. I've had kids bring in all sorts of things. And some of that's just me modeling that while they're reading, I am reading. And I, you know, try and keep my book up. And if I hear something, that's when I look up and I'm like, hey, man, like, I'm trying to read here. And they would go, oh, sorry. And like that ended up working most of the time, whether I was in the private school or public school setting. And having it at the very beginning of class helps a lot too, because kids need a cool down time and transition time from the last class into yours. So it makes for a very nice, low stress way to move into English class. That ended up being more or less my bell ringer. And that ended up being why I would say A lot of education ends up focusing on 80% of students as opposed to the 20% who will just never really get there. I would say that I had 90% of students participate in SSR and read things they hadn't read before and find that they could find things that were worth reading. And it was very successful. The second caveat, and if you're a teacher, you already probably know what this is, is that I use this more or less as my bell ringer. I did not include a, a grammar problem. I didn't include a, you know, a writing problem most days. Um, I would incl- incorporate it into grammar lessons that I might teach later in that class. But the goal of SSR was not that I'm going to add something on top of it. And administrators hate that. They have... Been taught themselves that in order for education to work, everything needs to be busy and everything must be standards based and very focused on, you know, some kind of high pedagogy. This SSR time looks too much like downtime, and I have had to argue with most of my administrators about including it. I would say that at least once I won it with my most recent principal, like when I made the argument, I handed him Krashen's book, he was on board. And more or less, I ended up spreading it to the other English teachers and it just became the de facto thing of what you did. And that was really good. I ended up changing my English teaching culture at the school I was at to to incorporate that and for that not to be a challenge which is like i said more beneficial than if i use those 10 minutes to teach if i didn't include that ssr time i would actually be offering a detriment to my students now you might be thinking i'm not an english teacher why 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 should I be listening to this? Well, you probably, if you have kids, you're probably thinking about like, oh, I, uh, I have kids who are being taught by teachers. How can I help them encourage my kid to read? You do it by helping them know that you want independent reading for their student, for, for your kid, for their students. And really, Having a conversation, because I, I would only do it like with each student, maybe once or twice, a uh, nine weeks, just kind of chat about what they're reading and what they'd like to read and really providing that space, even just with me, meant that most of them ended up finding things that they wanted to read and having people model reading for them is really beneficial. I would say if you are in the lives of any young people, ask them what they're reading. And if they're saying, like, I'm not reading anything, like, oh, well, what are you watching? And then whatever they're watching, say, like, oh, have you heard about this book? You know, it's in that vein. Or it's like that. I know a book like that. And occasionally, especially if you're a parent, you should read in front of your kids. Model reading, talk to them about it. make sure that they take their time to or give them time to easy as that and with that thank you for listening Uh, i hope that this was a uh, a good podcast for you and that you enjoyed it Um, if you liked it please share and subscribe and leave reviews Um, that really does help spread the message about this Uh, like i said These will be probably shorter episodes, um, and when we're back in January, we will talk more uh, from a teacher perspective about one of my uh, favorite works to talk about, Beowulf. Or something. I'm not really sure yet. Uh, It will probably be something. Good, Good landing, Blake. Self-five.